Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And I'm Olivia. Hello. (laughs) Sorry, I just (laughs) threw that to you. This is 51 First Dates, the podcast. Thank you for being here. We are um, so excited to have Olivia back. Thank you, Olivia, for being here as well. Oh my gosh, of course. I feel like it's been a while. It has. It's been too long. Happy to yeah. chat. We are psyched. We're going to do our very favorite JK episode of the year, our Valentine's Day episode <laughs> today. <laughs> Woo! But we're going to do something fun. We just realized before recording that Olivia is pro-Valentine's Day because she's made of sunshine, and Kimmy and I are generally anti-Valentine's Day because we are made of... Um, Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do a head-to-head we're gonna we're gonna duke it out we're gonna put all of our cards on the table and and have a debate yes but it'll and if you are new to the podcast if you found us through potentially our um episode with molly burke welcome we love having you we you know olivia's been going on dates today we will discuss her date 13 once upon a time i went on a bunch of dates my date 13, spoiler alert, was a good one. Uh, but we are, you know, excited to hear about that as well and just catch up generally about the dating. We talk on this podcast about all sorts of things. And we really just want to shout out um, a li- our first event that we're being a part of, which is why yeah. I'm scared. No, um, it's going to be great. I'm actually nervous too, but it's going to be so fun. We're doing a full circle Valentine's Day event. Yes. And... You give the deets. You're going to do it better. Oh, my gosh. No, I just have it up in front of my face. So uh, Samantha Rothenberg, a two-time guest of the podcast who runs Violet Claire, the amazing um, illustration Instagram account. She is hosting an exhibit of her work on the Lower East Side in New York this upcoming week. And Sunday, February 16th, we are hosting a panel called Valentine's Day, The Worst. And Samantha will be on that panel. Christine Rye of Yeah, It's Chill and Jordan Sondler. So really excited. Oh, also someone from Lilo will be on the panel, which will be really exciting. Lilo is an amazing fancy vibrator. Um, not our sponsor, but a sponsor of the event. So if you come, if you get tickets, it's next Sunday or this Sunday, now that you're listening to it, from 2 to 4 in New York. If you get tickets, that includes a gift bag from Lilo. So that's exciting. Um, and a Violet Claire print. And we are just hosting. It's going to be a fun and chat. Drinks. And, and drinks. And drinks. And drinks. So many things. And we're going to be there. We're going to be hanging out. If you want to chat with us, it's a great place to come meet us and say hi and introduce yourselves. And um, yeah. and we're going to be, yeah, we're hosting a panel. We're going to talk about like people's worst Valentine's Days and funny Valentine's Day stories in general and um, talk about the irony of it all. Yep. And if you want tickets, just go to, I mean, our it's our link in bio right now on our Instagram at 51firstdatespod. That's probably easiest. Or just Google Valentine's Day, the worst, like Violet Claire. It'll also be linked in the show notes below. Oh, yeah. So streamlined. Okay. Well, that was some business. Oh, Uh, wait. And also, please come because I really, it's our first event. And like, we are both a little like, oh, my God, we want to meet people. We want to like see your beautiful faces after hearing from you and whatever. So if you're like, oh, maybe like buy a ticket and come because we'd love to meet you. Yeah. It's going to be. Claire's prints, I think, are so fun. Like her Instagram is so fun. Having one of those prints would be amazing. I don't know. We'll get you one. Are you? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out. That was not a hint. But no. I do. Yes. I, I for- listeners, her comics are really, really cool and funny. 
Um, yeah, we think the whole thing and the the um exhibit just alone is going to be cool. And yes, you'll it'll you know you'll get to see the exhibit if you buy tickets to the event, so it'll be really cool. Yeah, we're so <laughs> okay. However, okay, do you guys feel like there's a little bit of kismet and that we're doing a Valentine's Day episode and talking about Olivia's date thirteen is love in the air? Wow. Mm. Well, I guess, all, I'm, I guess I'm the one who has the answer to that question because I went on the date. That's mystery. Okay. Um, no, this one doesn't feel like this is the love of my life. I will I will spoil it. Okay. I, it doesn't but I do like that as a day 13. That's kind of funny. Okay. You don't see you don't see this person as your wife? I, is that a segue into our five minute bachelor recap? Oh my you know God. it is. <laughs> we're here, we're here, we're here. We're doing it. So excited. So excited. All right. If you're new to the podcast, we are not a Bachelor podcast, but we do all like the Bachelor franchise at us. It's okay. So we do timed five-minute Bachelor recaps during Bachelor season when we uh, are either Kimmy and I doing a solo episode or Kimmy and I and Olivia. So we're going to do it. If you don't like The Bachelor, you don't want to listen, you can skip forward five minutes. We'll (laughs) let you know when that starts. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. The timer is set to go. And here we go. Okay, Okay. everyone is caught up, right? Like you watched that stupid Wednesday episode? Yes. This episode of of 51 First Dates is going to be coming out the morning after an episode. So we're caught up, but not about last night's episode. We're caught up on like the five hour week of, you know. The Monday, Wednesday week. Yeah. Okay, first of all, ABC is really getting a little bit too full of itself thinking that I'm going to be watching five hours of content in a mid season. Yeah. However, I did do that. So <laughs> same. But I had to watch it. Like I couldn't devote that many hours during the week to it. I watched part of it. I watched it like in 15 minute increments throughout the week and then I watched most of it this morning. Yeah. That's I amazing. yeah. I was doing homework with it on in the background. I have a I convinced my dad to cut the cable cord, which was a bummer because then I couldn't log into anything. But he got YouTube TV really highly recommend i can just put the bachelor on fast forward through the commercials it's a little rose scrubber which i'm obsessed with when it's the bachelor on oh YouTube my god TV. it's so cool anyway that is not a sponsor but i was i had it on in the background i did not pay full attention so if i make some ignorant comments that is why olivia do you have thoughts on this season as a whole first i do yeah um i have so many thoughts on this season as a whole. uh and i think honestly like ha- had they not done that wednesday episode like my thoughts pre-Wednesday episode and post are actually pretty different. Like pre-Wednesday episode, I was like, this season is so stupid. I almost cannot watch this. I was annoyed by every single episode and almost every single person on the show. Um, after Wednesday, I actually think it's taken a turn and it's like actually going to be a good show now. However, okay, what wait, what happened on Wednesday really quick? It was like the Victoria P got sent home. Victoria yeah. F second one on one. The group date with the soap operas. Yes, McKenna went home. Tammy went home. Yeah. Um, and like Alea's gone now. Yeah. Last time, like a lot. Uh, Sydney went home. Like a lot of the kind of like fluff. I think went home. Yes. So that's why I think that now it'll be good. But I think overall, Peter is so annoying to me this season. Ugh. A shame because I loved him on Hannah Brown's season. And right now, like, I find him so incapable of, like, having an opinion and sticking up for it. And he just has this, like, weird sense of, I don't know if it's, like, entitlement or he's, like, a little, like, paternalistic towards the women. But almost every single thing he does bothers me. 
he is entitled and incredibly paternal. That's exactly. And it's annoying because I kind of feel like he just thinks that's what the show wants him to do. But for example, I really, I was not a fan of Hannah Ann, but I'm kind of okay with her because I, even if she was fake crying, whatever, when he relationship shamed her, she's fucking 23. He was like, what do you mean? I, I, you haven't had a relationship. And he like, only came around to her once she went outside and like cried alone and then he could comfort her and he was like this is what I needed from you it was so gross and also she's effing 23 she had a relationship for three years I think good on her for maybe realizing uh, I don't know if that was actual love I don't think I was really in love I don't know that really pissed me off I know that the show is about how serious you are but when you have 23 year olds running around come on Peter get it together you what 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 have you seen work out your season didn't work out that you were on with Hannah like what he keeps saying this is gonna work like Fuck off. Go yeah, fly a plane. If you trust the process, it's going to work. Uh, No, dude, you got <laughs> fucking dumped by someone you really loved or whatever. Purported to really love. But this is my thing overall. It's like I literally feel like Peter could fall in love with any pretty person. Yes. It doesn't like like if you look at the people he likes, Hannah Ann, Victoria P, Madison, Hannah B, like the people he's expressing strong feelings about. I'm like, none of these women have anything in common like what do you like i don't get it yeah honestly i think what he i don't know it's weird i feel like what he like the behavior that he likes is sort of this like like he just wants a woman who like is like validating the shit out of him every single time he says anything and i think he continually is like i want some new challenges me blah 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 and then kelly challenges him for one second and he like loses his mind yeah, I, I feel like he just likes women who are kind of like, I don't know, yeah, willing to like really cry and sort of need him to comfort them. And it's very yeah. very weird. And the fact that he's so into Victoria P, who like F, look, F. or sorry, Victoria F, Victoria F, who obviously we now know from the Internet that she's just like a creepy alt-right, like not good human. But let's just like take it from what Peter knows of her on the show. She just does the like, I'm a very sexy baby thing <laughs> so much. And she's so like, I don't know, I guess I'm just not as secure. Like the whole act. I'm like, fuck you. And Peter, why are you falling for this? It's so, it's so weird. And yes, exactly. Like he's paternalistic and she's a sexy baby. So like, of course, she's yeah. fucking feeling it. And it, the vibe is so creepy. The sexy baby thing is rampant this season. Yeah. So many yeah. sexy babies. And they're true babies because yeah. they're 22. Right. Um, we are 20 seconds over, but real quick, Ooh, who are your okay. favorite two, top two girls I that we think Madison, are going to win? I think Madison is going to win. No, Madison's got sorry. To win. Who you like? I just want to know who you guys like. I like I, I, Who? I like Madison and Kelly. Same. I like Natasha and Kelly. I like Natasha and Kelly too. But I really like Lexi, but she went home. Yep. I thought Lexi was like, Look, she was a sexy baby, but she seemed kind of also like a real-ass bitch. Yes. <laughs> Are you a sexy baby or a real-ass bitch? We just... It's like, you could be a sexy baby, real-ass bitch. I don't know. She was the only sexy baby who also seemed like a real-ass bitch. So. Wait, those are like the two categories society lumps us into as women. But I feel like we're all real-ass bitches. But like, I have, you know, seen sexy babies have an easier time getting men than me my entire life. Yeah. So just, like, but also some of these women on this show are not real-ass bitches. No. I really feel like it's only Natasha and maybe Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. And Madison toes the line. I don't know. I like Madison. And I think she wins. And my hypothesis is that she will win the show. And I think maybe they did all this boring six, seven episodes of fighting 
and like drama that the producers made between the women because otherwise it would have been so boring to just watch Peter love Madison the whole season. Yeah. Fair. And so obvious. I think it's already feeling really like who else could he possibly be with? I think like, he is alone, but that's just me. Yeah. Because like, Ooh. did you guys see when he was hanging out at like a Chargers or Rams? I don't know which football team with like game with Tyler Cameron. I'm in Wake for Winston-Salem right now. Shout out to Tyler Cameron. <laughs> Not that he will ever listen. Oh, I'm just melting thinking about him. But um, he was they were at a game with like the Jenners and like that whole like. Kendall, I feel like he's gotten a taste of that world and that's what he wants. But that's my, that's my. Yeah. Yeah. I also, one more thing. I just think, honestly, like the producers this season are on the top of their game. Like it is, it almost is like we're watching an episode of Unreal. Yes. about The Bachelor. Yeah. Not even hiding that they're producing all this. this Yes. Yep. It's funny because um, friend of the pod, Sarah Winter, uh, texted me like a, a a theory from some instagram account about the, that yeah, yeah yeah that that there's a theory that peter ends up with one of the producers which is the most unreal thing in the world what it is founded yeah. only on instagram sleuthing nobody has like yes. insider tips really like yes. there's some vague it's but it's just this one producer who is also his producer. So it makes total sense that like his mom would be following her and all this shit. But it's literally like the sleuthing you would do about a guy you met trying to figure out who else he was into. Yeah. Um, it's all Andy Anderson detective work. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, that was a good recap. Love. We went a little over because the first time we've gotten to talk to Olivia about oh, this I have so season. many feelings. I had a note in my phone. I'm sorry. I had to say them all. No, this is, I mean... Look, we need to we need to do what we need to do. We we try to keep it to five minutes. <laughs> One day when we get organized and have a proper Patreon, maybe we can do like just Patreon like Bachelor episodes or something. Because I don't feel qualified to speak on a grand stage, but to people who are okay with listening to us, like sure, yeah. I'll talk about this terrible show. Yeah, that makes for it fun. sure. Um, well, anyway. Did you find your wife this week, Olivia? <laughs> Date 13. Date 13. No, I don't think that I've met my wife this week. Oh, okay. As I look into the room of New York, maybe he's out there. So <laughs> Great. Should we do categories or do we want to just go straight in? I um, Let's do categories or actually it's up to you, Olivia. Yeah, categories. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll zip right through. Okay, we'll go, we'll great. do them quickly. Also, sorry, I just want to call us out for a second. I just realized that we're always like, trust the process about 51 first <laughs> We're just Peter. We say it without saying it. We're like, oh, I think it works. Just going on dates to meet someone. We figured something out. Um, anyway, just had to call us out there. Okay. All right, let's do it. Let's start with that Andy Anderson detective work. How much Googling did you do about date 13 before you went on None. the date? None. This was an internet app date. And then app not- date. I still don't have them up because I haven't stored them in my phone in a place that makes sense after all these weeks. Kimmy, you want to do the second I one? I will do the second one. Text communication <laughs> skills leading up to the date scale of one to ten. Um, Good. Like, we didn't do a lot of texting leading up to the date, but he was, like, prompt and nice at making plans. Perfect. So that's fine. Date. Great. Oh, date venue? Let's jump to date venue. Okay, date venue, um, this is probably a good recommendation for anyone who's thinking about non-drinking dates in New York um, or wherever, I guess, apply to your city. But we um, met at Chelsea Market one night after work. And so if you're not from New York, Chelsea Market is like a 
it's not a mall, but I guess it is a mall. It's like a shopping area that's inside and there's like cute little restaurants and booths and shops and stuff. And you can kind of go around and like get little, I don't know, treats from food stands and kind of hang out. Um, I guess that is what a mall is. I just defined a mall, but. Or like a, it's like an, the ultimate food court, perhaps. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's like an upscale food market with stores that sell non-food things. Yes. Sort right, of. right. What did you guys eat? How, well, A, how many dicks would you give it on a scale of one to five? Um, it was like a fun date. And I think it was a good spot because you could kind of like walk around, do a lot of different things. It wasn't like you were just sitting at a table looking at each other. That's nice. I don't know. Three and a half. As far as like non-drinking dates go, like, I don't know, three and a half probably. We okay. do, yeah, we, we we're always pro like a walking date and going to a thing. I was just thinking, I still haven't been to Hudson Yards, um, but maybe even going and walking and looking at that big vessel thing that everyone's yeah. Instagrammed, like that could be just like looking at things. <laughs> no, I actually did that after a date one time. I went, I was at Gallo Green for a date, and then we like went and walked like around the vessel and kind of like hung out there, and it was actually it was cool. That's cool. Hmm. That's a good date. That's it's a good, good date. Yeah, overall. Yeah. 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 Uh, what did you eat at Chelsea Market? I feel strongly about this. I live fairly close to there. Uh, we went to whatever that like taco stand is. Mm, yeah. But I got yeah. some, like cactus. Los Tacos Los number tacos, one yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Good tacos. Yeah. Only only good tacos <laughs> in New York. Not really, but um, maybe maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay. Lust at first sight. Yes um, or no really i mean he was cute honestly this is a this is going to be a weird thing to say but honestly i was thrown off the whole time about this date because this guy sort of looked like male me whoa <laughs> i didn't know where that was going like oh my god you know this is gonna bring up one of my weirdest obsessions Oh, wow. Okay. Couples who look like siblings. Couples oh who God. look like siblings are my weird obsession. I love and couples who look like siblings. Siblings are dating is the best hashtag ever. You have to send it to your friends all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's I great. I couldn't date him because he looked like me. I mean, he was like a tall blonde man and like we had sort of like similar facial structures and he had really like I kind of knew from his profile pictures that he had like a little man bun. But then I guess in between the profile pictures and seeing me on the date, he had really grown out his hair and he had like thick, luscious hair. Not that mine's that luscious, but like he had thick blonde locks and they, <laughs> and they were like put up into a big messy bun, like right on top of his head. So it was like I was I'm, I'm doing the bun so you guys can see it on Zoom here. But it's like we were going on this date and he had this big, messy top bun of blonde hair. And that's what I look like most of the time. <laughs> oh, my God. So it was like I was going on a date with my older brother that I don't have. It was so weird. That's, that's a weird feeling. Yeah, it was. That's I'm also feeling. impressed that you were able to be on, like, hair, color, height. Like, I don't know what I look like. I don't know if I would know if I was on a date with someone I looked like. But maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Well, sometimes it's just a random like I feel like a lot of times that has to do with coloring, but I think also sometimes it's just like your faces look alike, you yes. know? Yes. Which is very that's the creepiest yes. when you see a couple and like you're like, oh, you literally you came from the same, you know, clan mm -hmm. at some point. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't know, like he grew up like somewhat close to where I grew up. Like obviously we're not cousins or anything, but like yeah. it's, just, it's just a little weird. No, I get it. And also it's like, I think there is some science behind why we're attracted to people who look different than us usually. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're, you want to spread your genetics, you know, as far you want to give your future potential children as many different genes as you can. Yeah. My normal type is like tall, dark hair, dark features, man. And this guy was like, not that. Um, so it was, it was and the, the long hair thing, I think, was actually what made me think he looked like me. It was just very <laughs> That's really, really the funny. Locks. I feel like that's a scene in a rom-com. Like, you show up to a date and, like, they look like you. Yes, and it's like, who's going to say it? <laughs> yeah, completely. It would be great if you guys were wearing, like, the same color sweater or something, you know? Okay. Um, okay, so, lust at first sight, we're going to go with a no. Um, really okay. <laughs> um, the Roskett test. Did he ask you at least one question about yourself that got, that went beyond typical first date superficiality? Yeah, definitely. This guy was a really good conversationalist, like very high energy kind of chit chatter, um, asked a lot of good questions. And like we did a lot of first day talk that wasn't um, just sort of like boilerplate topics. So that was great. Awesome. Um, Rosé and Thorn, so the high and the low of the date. So appropriate. Well, no, it actually doesn't really have to do with Bachelor. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, Rosé and Thorn. <laughs> um, oh, I forgot to brainstorm this one. Let's see. Um, the high point probably, uh, I guess I would say like, I think he had really good, like he had really good sort of self-awareness, I think. Um, and he, uh, like, I guess I don't know how to explain it as well. I guess it was that he sort of like was it, he was really good at kind of like talking about himself and interesting things about himself, but not in a way that was, um, I don't know, like condescending to me or something like he is getting his PhD. And so I think like in one universe that could have been, um, really annoying to hear about for and, sure. <laughs> and, but he would like made it really interesting and was really uh, kind of talked about it in an engaging way, which I think is like a nice skill to have that. And it's a hard skill to have. It's really hard to, if you're someone like that, even if you're yeah. someone like not that, like me, like it's hard to not sound like an asshole if you're talking about something you're good at or highly knowledgeable in. I agree with that. And like he asked really good, thoughtful questions about like my work, which I really appreciated. So mm. that's really, yeah, that's very cool. That's impressive, especially like I feel like people who are getting their PhDs tend to be um, people who are really, really into a thing, you know, and that can go one either way. That can be really like engaging and fun and like hot. Because yeah. it's someone who's passionate about something or it can be like, Jesus, can we stop talking about bugs or whatever? You're, you know, so it's I feel like the the ability to ask you specific questions shows that like he can both be really interested in something and be really interested in someone else, you know, which I think sometimes people who are so zoned in on spe like a specific interest have a hard time with. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, I don't know that there was a thorn. There wasn't anything that stood out as, oh, this is a bad element of the date, honestly. And I think we already have your most rom-com moment. We just declared, you know, you showing up to yourself on a date yep. in male form. Yep. Cool, cool. 2019 test. Yep. Did gender stereotypes play out? Paying, mansplaining, etc. Um, no. And actually, one of the things that I liked about him was he brought up this sort of like, 
there was like a bit of like a, a motif throughout our date of him talking about sort of like uh, how much he doesn't really know any like old white men that he likes, which is so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> LOL. But he sort of was talking a lot about he and, and, and not for like, oh, I just like I hate men thing, but he was just like, he was like, I think you can really tell <clears throat> when men were sort of raised in a world where they weren't necessarily allowed to like express their feelings and it wasn't sort of appropriate for men to be crying or talking about emotions. And mm-hmm. he's like, I really hope that sort of like, because men today are allowed to act differently. Like he's like, I hope that makes us sort of differently in old age too. Um, so I thought that was really interesting and like a pretty um, thoughtful thing for him to, and to say. Also a hard thing to do without sounding pandery or like I'm woke, you know? It- yeah. yeah, it didn't sound like, oh, I'm trying to be woke, which I think is a, a fine line to walk. Yeah, like, and I know, like, you've talked about other experiences, so I know you have, like, a good barometer for that, and you're just smart. But, like, I, yeah, that's, God, sounds kind of, like, this guy's a catch. Uh, no, yeah. we just want date 13 to be a thing. <laughs> I don't know. He sounds like a, a good, a gem. Yeah, I know. He's, he's a great guy, for sure. Uh, uh, okay, wrap up. PG, PG-13, or R rating? Uh, PG, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Was there a kiss at the end of the night? Uh, yeah. Like a goodbye kiss. We'll peck. Okay. Okay. And hindsight, would you? Oh, twenty twenty hindsight. That's what we're. Or no. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Hindsight yeah. is in is twenty twenty. Okay. <laughs> would you rather have spent the night with some friends alone or on this date? Uh, it was a good date. I'm glad I went. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> And the most t- seasonally appropriate question, would you accept slash give this rose? Oh, right. Um, Second date. Yeah, good question. So this is a couple weeks ago at this point, so I can provide a live update. Um, I guess I left the date feeling like he was great. We had a really good conversation for a night. Um, that said, I wasn't like dying to go on another date with him. And I, and like we texted a little bit after that first date. And I think had he asked me out, I would have gone, but like, I didn't feel like asking him out. And then he also didn't ask me out. And so I, I don't know, we just didn't end up going, okay. in, which is fine. Like it was kind of like a slow fizzle. Yeah. It was just like conversation. Okay, I yeah. I don't know. It didn't feel like he was going to be my soulmate. And I just didn't know that I wanted to do the whole like rigmarole of, okay, do one more dinner to figure it out. So yeah, yeah totally fair. Yeah. I, it's, it's such a fine line between when it's like, just go on that second date. Like uh, even in my current relationship, I definitely didn't, I've said this a million times, but first date didn't feel like, oh, you're my soulmate. I've said this to date yeah. 13, my date 13, but like, yeah, I, it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah, it's weird. And I guess more globally speaking, I feel like I don't know why this is the case right now, but I feel like, I don't know, like in the fall, I felt more like I really want to go on a lot of dates because like I want to find this serious relationship. And I guess recently I've just been feeling like less, less like that. Like it doesn't actually feel that important to me right now to be mm-hmm. dating somebody. So I guess for that reason, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, if I meet, like, I think going on dates is fun. So like I'm going on dates, but I feel less obligated to be like going on dates to see if something will work out to be in a serious relationship um so that kind of i think added to my desire to not like mm, yeah. what do you think brought that change about um i think like honestly it's probably a combination of like i feel i'm like really busy at work which is just something that i think sucks time away from thinking about dating um but also i feel like really fulfilled by my friendships at the moment and my familial relationships at the moment 
Um, the Bachelor is in season, so that's <laughs> five hours a week that you five cannot be on dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great point. Um, so I don't know, but no, I really think it's just like I feel like my friendships and work are like keeping my life really, really busy right now, and I guess I'm not feeling as like yeah, like in need of a boyfriend at the yeah. at the moment. I think that's also, very practically speaking. I think last summer I went to like 10 weddings. Um, and I think that that like gave me a little bit of a sense of anxiety about sort of like comparing where I was at to where like my close, close friends were at. And now that I'm a bit removed from that season, I honestly think I'm just like more content with my life that I've kind of like built by myself right now. Yeah, the group mentality around people getting engaged is so real. I feel very fortunate that love you all dearly, but my college friends have been very slow on that train. Like there were a lot of relationships that kind of ended right around when that ring would happen. And then it's just started, but it's not a chain reaction yet. Um, But I feel like I've seen that with other, you know, I don't necessarily know this is what happened, but other groups of friends, like it just, it's a domino effect and just... That is a huge anxiety and pressure because, like, I feel like that happens with babies too. I'm, I'm again, this, none of this is new, but it's just very. You're right. Weddings give me anxiety as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because I think it's so. Even if you're, as I count all of us to be smart, self-aware, satisfied as individuals, human adult women. It that pressure gets to you, and undoubtedly, it gets to me, and I really, really wish it didn't. Sometimes I think I overcorrect because I'm like, I will not let this pressure get to me, and then it can be still hard to listen to what I want mm-hmm. like, because I'm always trying to think about not letting the outside affect me. That I almost am like, okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I like keep. I I feel like I keep. Um, checking what I want as it relates to other people because I'm so determined not to let those people affect me, but that is them affecting me. Yeah, like it feels a little bit like a, I've put myself in a in a tornado of letting people get to me, which is very Gemini of me. You let yourself um, get influenced, which is very Peter of you. What? <laughs> yes, I don't think Pe- I feel. I feel like Peter when it comes to marriage. I'm like, I have no idea what I want. Not th- not that that affects how I feel about my boyfriend I just quite literally don't know I don't know what society has told me I want and what I like about parties and going to parties but like what I also hate about people throwing parties because they found love like there's just so many feelings I I truly don't know if I I, what I want in my future yeah very scary well it's hard I mean you are we I definitely have seen people who I think are getting married because of how it's going to look on Instagram not that they're not in love but the way that it looks to other people is as important to them as the marriage. Yeah. And that's what I don't want. No. Like, I want it to be about, like, the idea of being married, I think, is very beautiful and special. But I think the idea of, like, the marriage and the wedding can actually be a little bit, um, like, counterproductive to the marriage although like in in our modern era whatever where weddings are like these grand events that being said i fucking love going to weddings i know i really do i i tear it up i love a wedding i yeah. like as much as like it yes has put things into context for me especially like being the one friend without a date or whatever that was 
I I do love going to them. I love parties with my friends where we all have to come. No one can bail. Like I just yes. that's what I love about them. Yeah. yeah. And a goddamn open bar and a dance floor, multi-generational. So it's not like, like, I don't like, because I'm not, I don't like going out dancing in New York because it's intimidating to me. it's horrible. And nobody even like really dance. Well, I know there are places that people dance, but I don't know them. Like that, you like places. Yeah. It's hard to find a normal place to go dance. So you got to do it at weddings. (laughs) Yeah. And that's it. I agree. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I am so happy for all of my friends who got married, like, over this period. And I think, but it, it, and it made me feel nervous about my own self. And then I think it's just nice to be, like, a little removed from it and feel like, no, I'm actually okay. Which yes. Is good. 100%. Yeah. Totally. Well, this segues really nicely into our next convo, which is our Valentine's Day death match. That's yes. <laughs> but first, let's take a really quick ad break. And we are back to talk V-Day and our opinions. Shall we do like a quick snippet, a quick bite, a quibby, if you will, if you will, a little bite of like 10 seconds where we all say our take on Valentine's Day? Yeah. Round robin. I'm using so many phrases. Yes. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to Should we do with- like five words each? Five words. There you go. Liza, take okay. it away. Okay. Stressful. Pressureful. Those kind of mean the same thing, but that's okay. Uh, going with my gut here. Stressful, pressureful, fun, silly, um, interpretable. Wow. Ooh. That's oh. not is that's not a word. That's no, but okay. this is it doesn't matter. Vocabulary doesn't I can't count. say open to interpretation because that's three words. Exactly. So interpretable. That is yeah. That's creative. <laughs> Olivia, do you want to go for it? Um, sure. Uh, I guess I would say this is going to be a five-word sentence, but I think Great. it is excuse to plan something fun. Oh, my God. Just the, I knew it. Olivia, you are too goddamn eloquent. We should have ended on you. I apologize. <laughs> no, I'm gonna... Okay, I'm I said lonely, pressureful, sad. and interpretable. Two non-words. No, but I I understand where you guys are coming from. So we'll talk. Okay. That's way too many words. Okay. Um, Day that makes me lonely. (laughs) Even still. like Or like makes me maybe, maybe not lonely anymore. But like it's unfair that it made me lonely and feel badly about myself for so many years. Yeah. Had a couple sad ones in there. Even when I tried to reclaim them. But that's also on me. Like you can be single on Valentine's Day and not be lonely to like – because yeah, okay, we should have ended on Olivia's. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I know it's good. Lovely. And like, and you, I can be like, I agree with you. Like, I there have I've I've been mostly single for most Valentine's days, and I I totally feel like I've had some where it's been like, well, this sucks. Like, it, it's just sort of like yet another day when it's sort of like you're not like your people are not spending money on you or like celebrating you when you're single. Like, and that's a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, my feelings on it are different. I think recently. I, it's interesting because I feel like we have Olivia on one side, Kimmy on the other side, and I'm kind of in the middle, mm-hmm. yeah. which sets us up for a good debate, oh. I think. I'm really pushing this. Okay. <laughs> but I know that that's what it's going to be. And, but okay. 
why don't we all should we oh sorry Kimmy go ahead no I was just I do there is some part of me that like I loved it as a child my mom would always make like a fun Valentine's Day dessert and we'd give each other Valentine's and and, like giving Valentine's in class like I love the idea of kind of just like writing down how you feel about people even your friends my roommate and dear friend Annie every year she's she should have an Instagram account like these illustrators who do she I posted her Valentine from last year this one from this year is incredible I won't spoil it it's like even fancier than before but she makes a valentine each year like an illustration that she does and then does in like you know photoshop or whatever and then she mails them out to like everybody in her life like the stack on her it's really cool and she made she goes to a cool printer she hand addresses the envelopes they are so cool I posted the one last year um this one I think looks like so professional i really want her to start a card company like when tony saw them he was like holy shit why is she in grad school for business like she needs to do this it's it's very impressive but anyway i love like that gesture and like sending i i i do like something about valentine's day so i don't want to be full grinch anyway that was my disclaimer yeah i feel like when you look at it it when you look at it as an opportunity to share your love with other people it can be and especially when you can set your expectations low like in a relationship or out of it like i think part of the problem with valentine's day always for me has been expectations when i'm single it's the expectation that i'm gonna like get my girls together we're gonna have a fucking take it back whatever which is fine except sometimes you can't do that or like people like are out of town or you have a final the next day or so, you know whatever there's like that expectation but also the when you're in a relationship the expectation that it's going to be everything that you're going to have like an amazing morning and you're going to wake up to something and then you're going to have like a dinner after and then you're going to like have great sex and then you're going to like get a, an amazing present and like all of this shit was just like I've had great Valentine's days and I've never had a Valentine's day that checks every box so I feel like it's also about setting expectations but if you can look at it this is very like a after school special slash Christmas movie of me. But you know how like all the Christmas movies, it's like it's an opportunity to give to it's not about what you get. It's about what you give. Like, I feel like if you look can look at it as an opportunity to be like, let's like let me show the love that I have for the people in my life to them. Yeah, I agree with that. I guess my feeling is like there's just so much bad stuff happening like there's so much bad stuff happening life can be so hard like why would we be sad about like one day that is supposed to be like taking a little that inspires you to think like a little bit harder about the people you love like whether it's in a relationship or it's like your best friends or your parents whatever I don't know it just doesn't seem that crazy to me to be like yeah buy a fucking box of chocolates it's twelve dollars do it and I don't know that just doesn't seem so egregious to me yeah, if you, I think if you look at it, even like I was just thinking with a box of chocolates, for example, which I do not in, actually want or expect to get from my relationship. But like I'm planning to bring in some treats to work because I feel like that'll be a cute day to do that. I just like really? and I never show appreciation for the people that I intern for. And like I just want to be cute and like genuinely not a suck up way. I just want to bring in like some heart shaped donuts or something like because yeah. it feels fun. So I do think I like that perspective. I also even the written Valentine's Day thing, I can't kind of get away from. I So, Olivia, I've been in this class that's like a life design science of happiness class. So yeah, we're learning about – I love my professor. We're learning about all this research behind what actually makes you happy. And I keep talking about it on the podcast. I'm sorry. But last week, uh, one of our assignments, like we've had to do digital detox for six hours, all sorts of things. 
last week, one of our assignments was a gratitude letter. And just yeah. taking time to write down your feelings about someone is truly, I don't do it often enough. And I feel like even a small little Valentine, I, I almost like wish we could bring back the little Valentines where you have to give them to everyone, not the high school thing where you have like, did either of you have this where the roses happened? Uh, we did, where you could pay to send someone like a secret yes. Valentine or rose. Yeah, we did. And we had uh, red ones for love, pink ones for secret crush, and white for friendship. And they'd come into your, I guess they were probably carnations. Hold on. <laughs> and they would come into your class and deliver them in class. It was fucking mortifying if you didn't get one or if you did. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, delivery. Why do high schools do these awful? Okay. In my high school, you, there would be these like dates for hire and they would be like kids. They were always kids who were like not the top tier popular kids but the kids who like everybody liked <laughs> you know what i mean no not like i'm not laughing at you liza i am i don't know what's coming i'm scared okay do you, do you remember like i feel like in high school do you remember this category of people who like everyone liked but they weren't like assholely popular people yeah of course they were yeah. like every yeah, yeah they were like crowd pleasing ev- yeah. hung with everyone mm-hmm. it was always that crew of people yeah so I had a huge crush on someone who was from that crew. And basically, someone would hire these people to come pick you up at class, carry your books. Like, you're basically, instead of buying you a rose, your friend would buy you one of these people to be your date for the day. And I, it was horrible. And they'd come meet you at all your classes and have lunch with you and carry your shit around. And it's like mortifying. And one of these kids who I was genuinely like friends with in life, I also had a massive crush on. And my fucking best friend, Nick, who Kimmy knows, who is, but he's been my best friend since kindergarten. And I love him and he's a fucking asshole. And he still laughs about this to this day when we talk about it. He cackles. He can't get enough of it. He hired the kid I actually had a massive fucking crush on no, to I'm be dying. my date oh, that is so embarrassing. it was awful and he carried my fucking books around he carried my backpack he fucking we had to have a one-on-one lunch it was awful <laughs> i was it was so embarrassing it was so embarrassing and then my friend nick every time i passed him in the hallway would just cackle. He still laughs about this. Kimmy, next time you see him, you need to ask him about the time he hired my crush to be my like Valentine for hire. Wow. He will what laugh a little asshole. asshole. Love He's you, such Nick. a dick. What amazing. <laughs> what a dick. Wait, like what was but who came up with this idea? Oh my oh, I, I died. This is... it, it was insane. He paid like 25 bucks or something too, which in high school is a ton of money. Yes. It was like for a chair. It was for like an, you know, some organization that they were involved with, but like atrocious. Atro- but yeah, the traditions around Valentine's Day, I think, in get really weird for like a period of time. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And then in college, I feel like there's like formals and dances and like v- Valentine's Day events that then you have to go to as a single person. It's just very weird. Yeah. Yeah, being an adult or being in like elementary school, those are the times you want to deal with Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yes. What do you guys do? Do you guys tell tell me about some traditions you guys have for Valentine's Day, both when you're single and when you are in a relish? Um, well, I can start. I have only had a Valentine's Day with 
Tony, I guess the first year we were doing this podcast when I was still going on with other dates, we did hang out on Valentine's Day. We also saw the movie Phantom Thread, which if you have seen, is not a Valentine's Day movie. I'll just say, like, there's, uh, I, I won't spoil anything. I can't. Anyway, it is not a Valentine's Day movie. Uh, so that was interesting because it was like, we're not doing something for Valentine's Day, but we're going to this movie. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the past, last year, I don't know what we did. And this year we're going to dinner the day before Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day is expensive. And then I'm flying to New York for our Violet Claire thing. Because I don't, that's the other thing. I'm not going to, it doesn't, if it meant a lot to him, I would rearrange things, but it doesn't. And I don't want to do a prefix. So we're going to a dinner at this place that we love anyway. And we happen to get a reservation at, and I feel good about that. And I don't want it. Maybe I should, you know, do a card. But prior, I don't think I had much of a tradition. Liza, I feel like you, me, and Sarah spent Valentine's Day one year together. Mm-hmm. I've gone out to dinners, I feel like. It is actually a really good night to go out to bars, I imagine, because there are other single people feeling the feels. Yeah. Agreed. But I, I don't have any good traditions. I apologize. Olivia, what about you? I'm in the pro Valentine's Day camp. Yeah, I don't I also don't know that I have any good traditions. And I think I like what Kimmy said. Like, I guess when I'm saying I love Valentine's Day, it's not that I'm like, well, you must go on the out on the 14th to a really fancy dinner and buy chocolates and do flowers. I just I guess I feel like I like it as an annual reminder to like, if you are in a relationship to do something with your partner that you both think is like a little extra special. And so I feel like when I'm in a relationship, it just feel like cooking a really nice dinner and like calling your Valentine's Day dinner or like doing cards or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I have like a tradition necessarily when I'm a single person. But I mean, this year, for example, um, tomorrow, which is like the Sunday before Valentine's Day, uh, one of my friends is having a Valentine's Day brunch. Um, and so she's doing like a brunch, a clothing swap, we're supposed to bring like a paragraph about an inspirational woman throughout history and like read it to everyone. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. Um, shout out, she's a listener. So now she's famous. Well, oh, yeah. I yeah. shout that. And that's very cool. I think Valentine's Day has become such a thing. Like it doesn't get a bad rap, but people just are like, oh, it's like almost too much of a thing. Exactly. But like it can be... Uh, how hard is it to even just get a big group of your friends together? It's exactly. such a good excuse. Yeah. It's such a good excuse. That's mostly my, yeah, that's like my, 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 that was my five words. It's just a good excuse to do something that might feel a little hard to plan normally. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I appreciate, actually, she became my friend because of this podcast. We didn't know each other. And then one of our mutual friends had, she was like, oh, my friend's on this podcast. Listen to it. And then she literally texted me being like, I'm listening to you on this podcast. I want to be your friend. So in many ways, you guys are also part of this friendship. Oh, my God. Hi. Uh, Yes. I love that. Yes. That's so fun. (laughs) Bring in the peoples together. You just made Um, my Valentine's Day season, quite literally. I feel so satisfied Um, that this has done something for someone. Yes. Oh, my God. Of course. And then next Kimmy, it also literally found you your relationship. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yes, that too, that too. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Yeah, made me a friend. And so, um, but then I organized like all of my friends on actual Valentine's Day. We're going to this event called Tinder Live, um, which mm-hmm. is like a comedy Lane show. That Moore, yeah. Before. Oh, yeah. We've had Lane Moore on before. Yes, maybe I heard about it from you guys, actually. Yeah. 
So I'm going to that, which I'm pumped about. So Oh, that's so smart. Again, it's just like something fun. I'm going to make my friends go to dinner before. And it's like an event that'll be great. And it just happens to be on Valentine's Day. No, that's, that's really smart of her to do one on Valentine's Day because that's the perfect thing. If you're if you want to be like, I want to do a thing on Valentine's Day. Everyone there is going to be pissed or like annoyed at the whole. I mean, you won't because you're a positive human, but the, at like the general Valentine's Day expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that sounds awesome. I kind of want to go. Can I? I know. Yeah. I'll send you dinner. Wait, we'll, yeah. No, that's Friday. OK, I was going to say I'll be in New York. Let's all go. Uh that's why also not necessarily the, the panel part that we're participating in, but what Violet Claire, what Samantha is doing too, just having this exhibit, it runs the whole week. It's just fun. I feel like there's a lot of programming around Valentine's Day now, not just prefix dinners for couples, that you can do something fun. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very fun. Totally. Um, how do we want to... Okay, so... What are your traditions, Liza? Ah, oh, 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 okay. Um... My traditions are uh, in my former, my last relationship, it was like prefix dinner, flowers, fairly traditional, and it was nice and no complaints at all because we had some, a couple of very nice Valentine's Days together. Um, Now I got a little, I, I think all the expect since that was my first relationship I f- and I was younger, I feel like I was very like, Valentine's Day. Like, I've never, I've always been single on Valentine's Day. We have to do all the Valentine's Day stuff. And uh, after that, I just, I burnt out quickly on it. So now Jeff and I, every year, go to IFC, which is a, an independent movie theater in New York. And they always run all the um, Oscar-nominated shorts as like a program. So you go see them all together. So in, for I think every Valentine's Day we've been together, We've gone to see the Oscar-nominated animated shorts. How fun. Which this year, it's weird because Valentine's Day is after the Oscars, which hasn't happened yet in our relationship. And also, so A, I don't know if they're going to be running, but B, something I realized last year, because after a couple of years, I was like, "Why, why am I always crying during these? The animated shorts are really depressing. They're all, there's always one about someone, someone with like a dead parent or like an orphan. Always. There's always, almost always one about an older person with dementia. <laughs> there's like, it, they're always, and I think they're beautiful. I would really recommend anyone to see them, but usually I cry and then I have um, sad feelings for the rest of the night. Cool, so yeah, it's like a lot, but usually we do that and then we eat Joe's pizza. We like, we eat like slices of pizza on the street. Um, mm. as a way of like yummy, delicious, casual and and like a tradition. But this year I was like, maybe let's not do that because I always end up like crying myself to sleep on Valentine's Day <laughs> because they're really sad. And Jeff was like, but it's our tradition. I was like, uh, we can go another. Like, I would like to see that <laughs> with you. So currently in the process of rethinking that. Okay. Uh, but as a single person, I feel like I also didn't in many of the years I've been single, I also feel like I didn't have traditions. In high school, a lot of times a, a friend of mine would have a Valentine's Day party. I had in three of my high school friends, their birthdays, one is February 14th, one's February 16th, one of them is February 17th. So a lot of times they would throw a joint Valentine's Day and birthday like party. That's fun. Um, which was great. I feel like in in college and beyond, I'm I kind of sulked a lot, and I didn't make it an opportunity to do something fun. And then, yeah, I, I feel like generally I sulked unless someone like like Kimmy and Sarah would plan something cool, and I'd be like, oh great, someone's doing something. But I feel like I 
never took it as an opportunity. I only took it as like a sad, sulking thing. And I really wish I hadn't done that because the times that other female friends or non-female friends, other friends would like take the initiative to plan something. Like a couple of years I went out to dinner with Nick, who I just was talking about, who's been my best friend since forever. Yeah. Um, like, And w- whenever someone else would take the, the initiative to plan something, uh, it was always a really special day. And so I'm mad at, now in recounting this, I'm like, oh, why was I such a bummer? Yeah. You know? Well, because it's, I mean, like, because I think you're under constant pressure if you're not in a relationship to be in a relationship. Like, and yeah. I don't think it's like crazy to let that get to you. Right. Like, I, I feel like it's completely reasonable that a reaction to this day where it is celebrating something that you don't have, if you really want it, is, of course, like, be sad. But I think if you can kind of channel that and know in advance and plan something in advance, like, it, I think it can only help to make, distract yourself a little bit. Yeah. Something I was just thinking about too, kind of on the shorts or the movie train. If you're like, because there were a couple of years where I was like, shit, no one, is anyone around? Like, all I can do is stay and like watch TV by myself. Yeah. And actually, this is a full circle story. I remember like one of my darker Valentine's days, I was like hooking up, seeing this guy who I later, you know, like I, that ended up being a whole thing in my life but he was going to be away on valentine's day and it was early on but i saw him on a dating app where you like cross paths and i convinced myself he he was lying to me about being away and then kind of spiraled because my roommate was like newly dating somewhere sarah and he was cooking her dinner on valentine's day and i like cried alone in bed and watched obvious child which was like way too much crying for that early stage but I just had like a fucking moment and weirdly at the end of that weekend Liza we went to see like the non-animated shorts that was like it was like and over like very very strange but you're right on that timing I'm like oh but but all of this is to say I kind of feel like taking yourself or I went to Phantom Thread taking yourself to a movie at a place where you can like order food and get a drink or not get a whatever is like yummy to you like the Nighthawk or Alamo Draft House. Like you could get an ice cream sundae. It's dark. No one's going to judge you for being alone on Valentine's Day. You will definitely not be the only one. At a, like, and go see a movie you want to see. I don't know. I kind of feel yeah. like that's something and I would be into. Totally. And it gets you out of the house. Not that you have to do that. But I think that like for me, staying home and sulking usually go hand in hand. Like it's a little harder to sulk when you're out in the world. Yeah. Um, and uh, hey, I am not getting down on sulking. It is an important part of my process. Okay, yeah, well, I agree. Sometimes I think it feels good to lean into just being a little sad, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's fine. But I think like pick a different day to do that um, and like be a little sad. I think if it's Valentine's Day and you know you have other single friends in the mix, like grab them and force them to do something and they will. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I also think that even if you do have the feeling of like I would like to uh be home and be sad or whatever. I think there are ways you can do that and make it still like a way to show yourself love. Yeah. You know, if you're a massage person, maybe be like, "Hey, I'm going to splurge and get a massage." Mm-hmm. Like, what would what would I want someone to buy me? And then just like fucking buy it for yourself and like yes. buy something you wouldn't that feels like a treat, you know? Or if you're like a really careful eater, maybe be like, "I'm going to get that thing that I like usually don't eat because it's whatever or I'm going to go buy myself a heart-shaped donut and I'm going to eat it and it's you know like yeah I think I don't think even if it feels sad and 
and sometimes you can spiral or whatever. I think sometimes just like have the spiral and let it be like a goddamn gift to yourself. Yeah, yeah. just have a day. I don't know. I have a feeling where I so I hate football and I hate the Super Bowl. And last year totally I fair. freed myself from the obligation of going to Super Bowl parties. Mm-hmm. And now on Super Bowl Sunday, I just go and get a massage and get a great dinner by myself. And Brilliant. I cannot recommend this enough either for Super Bowl Sunday or Valentine's Day. Take yourself out of the mix and go get a massage and dinner and it will be a great night. Yeah. yeah. I, like I also boycotted the Super Bowl and it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. So many treats or like what? Yeah. Whatever. I like that. Even like I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm obsessed with the Century City Mall in Los Angeles. It is a very beautiful outdoor mall. I'm just, I didn't know I was a mall person, but I am. I like could see myself taking myself, there's an Eataly there, like taking myself there, having like a little Aperol spritz and then going and buying something like in person, like mm, it would feel so good, a sweater. Like, it's yeah, so buy yourself a sweater. That would make me feel really good. No. <laughs> I just like yeah. I take myself on dates there anyways when I it's so sad but like there's not much walking to do in LA and I like to go to this mall and it's so sad it's so sad but hey capitalism oh and I think spe- I mean I think spending a little money on yourself in lieu of spending it on someone else buying them chocolates or this or that or whatever is a great way to yeah I don't know I always buying something that like making the conscious decision to buy myself something feels good to me as mm-hmm. someone who doesn't shop an enormous amount yeah it is always a treat so i think whatever your version of that treat is i think it's great to give that to yourself a deep oh. tea candle those are so expensive yeah. but they're so fucking nice like a, you know something yeah. <laughs> listen to me just think you you don't have to buy anything for a partner or even if you're not i'm not gonna buy anything I just, well i like that think about how like even if you're in a relationship i feel like Sometimes there's like a thing you really want, but you feel embarrassed asking or, you know, whatever you want something and it doesn't the person doesn't get it for you or yada, 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 whatever. Like, go buy that for yourself. But you can't mm-hmm. you can't let yourself down because like, yeah. you know exactly what you want. Agreed. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. Have I convinced you that Valentine's Day rocks now? Honestly, you have. And I feel like we've provided some like alternative like, if you think it sucks, here's how, like, you can make it better. Like, I don't know. We, you know, if you want to hear us shit on it more, I'm sure we'll do that at the Violet Claire thing. But, like, I, I think, Olivia, your points are great. It is this excuse to do something. So, you know, we try to reframe dating all the time. And, yeah, Valentine's Day sucks and it's corporate and it's silly. But, like, it exists. So let's just make it better. Agreed. So cheesy. Yeah. No, I think that's perfect. I think it's a beautiful note to end on. Yeah. Um, everybody, follow us at 51 Pod. Email us at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. Uh, worst rate, Valentine. subscribe, review. Oh, send us your worst Valentine's Day stories. Yeah. If Even we- though it'll be after, it'll be fun. Worst first. Rate, subscribe, review is so important. Thank you so much. Thank you, Olivia, for being here. Thank you all for listening. It is a week with a day. That's the 14th. No big, just an opportunity. Yeah. Completely. And if you're feeling bummed out about it, come to our event on Sunday the 16th. Details in the show notes. And go on a date. Go on a date. Take, Take yourself on a date.